Hello and welcome to Scott Bryant's Fitness Systems Podcast. This podcast is all about personal trainers, business, marketing, what you should and shouldn't do when becoming self-employed or whether to be employed, the pros and cons and what I use for my marketing in which to be a successful personal trainer for over 20 years in London. Okay, so the first thing is that you, as a personal trainer, you need to think about once you've got your qualification, is whether you want to be self-employed or not. Okay, the benefits of being self-employed is that any course, any book, anything that you pay out for, for your business, can be tax deductible. So if you're doing flyering, if you're paying a gym rent, if you're doing uh, check courses or diet courses or uh, flexibility courses or you're buying new equipment all this can go against your self-employment status and go against your tax bill so it's a really good idea to be self-employed but if you choose to be employed you will get a regular salary every month but you will be working for that company so that means you won't have the hassle of buying kit, advertising and trying to get clients constantly, which can be very costly and a lot of work to do. So you need to think about whether you want to be self-employed or whether you want to be uh, employed. Now, the other thing with self-employment is what status. Do you want to be a sole trader or do you want to be a limited company? Now, in my opinion, being a limited company is a bad, bad idea. If you become a limited company, all your books and everything you earn and everything you spend is uh, at company's house and anybody can view it without paying to view it. But if you're a sole trader, they have to go online and they have to pay to see your accounts. So it's not publicized. So the information stays private, which I think is a good idea because if you have a suspected client looking at your business account, it may put them off if they're not, if you're not as successful as they think you are. So I would say go for being a sole trader and uh, with being a sole trader, you don't have to uh, have a business account which can cost you even more money because the banks just want to keep charging you for checks and uh, money being transferred into your account so they make money off of you so being a sole trader you can just have a normal account not a business account but that's entirely up to you again okay let's talk about uh, marketing so we all know that you've got Instagram YouTube Facebook Twitter and LinkedIn now all these are good platforms but for it to really work you need to pay for that advertising if you haven't built up your tribe of people following you. So on my Instagram uh, I've got 1,300 people following me, on uh, YouTube I've got 2,000 people following me, on Pinterest I've got uh, 3,000, 4,000 people following me. So all these uh, followers enable you to get traffic to your website. So really important when being self-employed, you've got to think about the cost of the website. So you're going to be cost to make the website, 
cost to keep the website online and the cost for the website to be updated and hosted. But really, to have a good website, you need to be getting traffic from all these other avenues so you go up in the rankings, so people click on your pages and start finding you with uh, looking for what you offer to get them as a client, okay? So the next thing is, is that YouTube, I'm a big YouTuber. I've done over uh, 1,500, 1,500 videos on all different subjects. Some of the videos are good, some of them are bad, but I go by if the video gets clicks, then it's not bad at all because you're getting clicks and people are getting to know about you. The good thing about Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram, you've got the free program that you can use or you can use the paid for program. Now I've tried to use the paid for programs and they can be hard to set up and you have to keep jigging it until until you start getting calls and inquiries. So if you're not good at all that, make sure you just do it for free. Some YouTube users like Elliot Hulse, Paul Check, uh, who else is there? And a couple of other YouTubers have got really successful just from being themselves and doing YouTube videos on different subjects and asking people to, to, to subscribe asking people to comment, asking people to share. This is really, really important with YouTube and every YouTube video needs to have a, what do they call it, a pin, no, a thumbnail. And if the video doesn't have a thumbnail, then that'll affect the way the video gets ranked. I can do another big blog on YouTube because it's such a big subject. So <laughs> I've been on YouTube since 2008 and it's really brought in uh, clients, it's brought in inquiries. YouTube is the second search engine. So you've got uh, Google and then you've got YouTube. They're both linked together and you'll see that some of your videos, if you start doing videos, the, uh, your video will come up in the Google rankings that will give you more traffic and more hits to your website if your website is good enough. Now don't make the big mistake what lots and lots of trainers do. They do three or four or 10 videos and then they stop and they think that's gonna give them traffic and they think that they're gonna get clicks to their website. It's not gonna happen simply because YouTube is set up for the people that do it on a regular basis. When you do it consistently, that's when you all get clicks, calls, and inquiries, and your website may climb up depending on which search terms, keywords that you're using. That's another big subject is keywords. Okay, so the next thing I wanna talk about is writing your own book. So I've written my own book. The book is called Holistic Health for Proper Geezers, Classy Ladies, Get the Body and Fitness You Want Now. If you're listening to this podcast and you subscribe to the podcast, please send me an email or a message and I will send you my book for free uh, then that way you can uh, have a read about all the people that I've worked with and what I've learned in the last 20 years of working with clients now the great thing about a book is that you become an author now to get on TV these days you have to have something to sell or to be an author so the author gives you a lot more credibility 
But <laughs> to be an author, sorry about me coughing, can be a big expense. So to write the book is time and energy, to think about the ideas of how the book is going to look, and then you've got to market the book constantly to try and sell copies of the book to be able to make your money back. I've made my money back a hundred times over and the book has been uh, reviewed about 90 times, all five stars. Everybody that reads the book enjoys it because it's my own personal experience in the fitness industry and different techniques that I use in which to help my clients to heal and to get to the next level. the next thing that you can do with marketing is that you can choose to work in a commercial gym where you pay a gym rent or you can choose to work in a gym like I do where I pay a rent as I'm there. So then that way I have no big over, ex- over expense of a thousand pounds or or 500 pounds a month in which to pay the gym. I pay the gym when I'm doing sessions. So this enables me to keep my finances in really good uh, state. So you have to think about them things. It's really, really important. Sorry, I'm just having a drink of water. So what I suggest you do with your business, if you're self-employed or you're not self-employed, and you're deciding to go down the freelance route, set up an Instagram account, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and then start posting on a regular basis and just see what happens. If you find that you're not getting enough calls or inquiries, then maybe think about using a company to help market you. But remember, the companies are doing it to make money from you. They're not doing it to get you clients. So you've got to think about that as well or find a company that's honest and say, look, we'll get you leads, but we can't turn them into clients. That's up to you. Okay. So if you're getting leads, then this will make a huge difference to your business. And then that way you can start, you know, spending time on the phone or meeting clients and trying to get them to sign up. So I found uh, Instagram has worked for me and uh, YouTube has worked for me, Facebook not so much, and my website has definitely worked for me. So websites is really, really important. Speed on your website is so important. If your website takes 10 minutes to load, you will lose a client, you will lose that lead. So you gotta make the website fast, you gotta make the website colorful, and I highly suggest you to have a live chat on your phone and on your website, so then that way, as soon as somebody lands on your website as a lead, you can contact them instantly wherever you are. This made a 90% difference to my website and other professionals that I chat to and other business people who I chat to have all done it because of me. Uh, because they didn't think it was going to work, they thought it would be a waste of money, and it definitely is not a waste of money, and it definitely works. So that's another thing that you can try, is having a fast website. Try not to make the website about you so much, make it about the client. And try to make the website not too much stuff on it. 
So if you have too much stuff on it, people will get confused and bounce very quickly. Keep an eye on your bounce rate and your speed of your website. Bounce rate means how long they stay on the site for. If they stay on the site for one second, they're not liking the site. So if the bounce rate is 55%, you need to get it down to 10% or 5%. The lower the bounce rate, the more that the clients are looking and interested in which to buy your services. Have an ebook, which I haven't got at the moment. Have an ebook on your website. Use that so they can download it and you get their email address. Making sure that you have the phone number on the home page. Some websites I go to, you can't find the phone number, you can't find the email address. So I think if you're not making it easy for me to use your business, I'm not going to do business with you. Does that make sense? Okay. So uh, we spoke about Instagram, we spoke about YouTube, we spoke about writing a book, Pinterest we've spoken about, working in, in and out of gyms, and we spoke about websites. Now, flyering, from a business point of view, like pushing out flyers and giving flyers to people, it doesn't really work. You've got to get in front of the person, connect with them, talk to them, get them to know, trust and like you, then that way you've got more chance of getting clients signing up. I know this sounds like a lot of work to do if you become self-employed as a personal trainer, but you need to really think about where you want to be in the industry and remembering that most people got to get a personal training qualification within three months they've given up, they've left the industry because they realize it's not easy, it's hard work and you've got to be on it constantly. And if you're not on it constantly, your business will fail. And the next thing that I can talk about is uh, opening up your own gym. Now, open up your own gym, every trainer has that dream, but it's a fucking nightmare, so don't do it. And the reason why it's a nightmare is because when you open the gym, you've got to find the premises, you've got to pay your rent, you've got to pay business rates, you've got to pay national insurance, you've got to pay tax, you've got to pay normal insurance. So that's five different expenses you've got already. So when you've got these five different expenses, you'll probably get a loan to get these bits of kit. But then what will happen is you'll probably last four or five years, then everything will go up. You won't put your rate up because you're scared that you won't get clients because they can't afford it. So then all of a sudden your business goes bankrupt. So really, really important please don't open up your own gym. I've never done it simply because I can see that it's a big pitfall and you will make much, much less money per hour once you pay the electric, the gas, the cleaner, the equipment, the insurance. You know, can you see where it's all adding up uh, and any other taxes they decide to tax you on? So please don't open up your own gym. Rent a facility either in a big gym or rent a uh, studio or a garage or something like that where you haven't got huge commitment. So these are really, really important. This is my 20 years of experience. I've been in business for 20 years. I've not gone bankrupt, come close to it once or twice. Uh, 
but you learn when things get hard. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. It's not been too uh, too long. If you've got any questions that you want to ask about uh, personal trainer business marketing, or you want to know more about being self-employed, uh, I charge a fee for what I do. You can go to my website, Active Bryant Systems, and click on the business mentoring page on the home page of the website there's some more information there that's free but if you really need some proper help then i suggest that you book my time and get some mentoring off of me uh, thank you very much for listening to my podcast please share please subscribe and if you want to buy my book you can buy it on amazon or you can listen to my book on audible.com thank you very much hope you've enjoyed this podcast have a wonderful wonderful day and keep living your dream. Thanks very much. Bye-bye. I'm Scott Bryant. Bye.